Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. And welcome once again. I'm Joel with Mike, and uh, we've been talking about uh, our identity uh, for the last several weeks here on on Growing in Grace. So, Mike, it's good to have you here with me again this time. Yeah, Joel. Um, I think if we could sum up your identity in one word, if you're a new listener, um, it would be the word righteousness. You have been made righteous by faith in Christ, if you've trusted in in his finished work. Um, When you've come to Christ, you've been given this gift of righteousness, basically right standing with God. And what what makes this our identity is our belief and where we place our trust. And, you know, really the same is true, Joel, for those who are sinners. And remember last week how we defined sinners? It's people who were born in Adam. Not necessarily just people who do things wrong, but everybody who was born in Adam. Well, that's all of us. For those of us who have come to understand our new identity in Christ, we've now received a, a, uh, uh, an identity or a nature of righteousness and holiness, not based on anything that we do, but based on what Jesus Christ did at the cross. But the same is true for sinners, Joel. I mean... Their identity is based in what they believe too, mm-hmm. uh, or don't believe. <laughs> That's how we usually phrase it. Well, they don't believe in God. Well, they they believe that they can trust in their own ability is usually what that comes down to, and that they don't have to have religion in their life. And I agree with that. Religion's a killer, but Jesus is is an entirely different subject. And we've been talking about we t- we went back uh, recently here in the last week or two talking about Adam and Eve and how they fell on the basis of identity they didn't really understand or they 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 were deceived and and uh, believed the lie didn't believe that they were uh, created in the image of God because the serpent came along and convinced them otherwise um and so much of the reason for the fall of man back in the garden was uh, a lack of understanding about their identity, and they were challenged on that. that, that I mean, that that was the whole that was really the, the the whole point of the temptation was coming and attacking their identity when it, when the serpent was there. And the same is true when Satan showed up to uh, to tempt Jesus out in the wilderness. His identity was challenged too, and this is very interesting, isn't it, Joel? Yeah, we because uh, you look in Matthew, and, and we we've all heard about how how. Uh, you know, Jesus was baptized by John, and uh, that's a fascinating uh, thing that happened there. And then right after that is when he went and spent uh, the 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, uh, no food. And it wasn't at the end of that that, that Satan came to tempt him. And, and what is it that Satan tempted him with? And and I think that we we can draw a lot of things out of out of the temptation of Christ, but one thing that you and I might have focused on as as you read the, the things that that the devil said to Jesus, uh, the the way that uh, Jesus was tempted, it was his identity that Satan was was challenging. Satan knew who Jesus was. Well, and remember, like you said, Joel. This was uh, right after Jesus being baptized, and, and, and the, the, it was basically revealed uh, through this, the Holy Spirit, um, that, that voice that was heard. I don't know who all heard it, but I know Jesus heard it. 
And that voice said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Mm, an identity statement right there from God. God and, and, look, and look who's there to show up afterward. Right. The devil. The devil. And, and, and so what's the devil's temptation? Uh, we won't go into necessarily everything that the devil said, but just look at some words that, that the devil said in, Ma- in Matthew 4, 3 and 4, 6. If you are the son of God... We'll, st- we'll just stop with that. If you are the Son of God. So just picture this in your head. Jesus has been um, in the wilderness fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, and then the devil comes along to tempt him. So you got the devil and Jesus face to face. And the devil is tempting Jesus with his identity. If you are the Son of God, then, then do this. And <laughs> that's something that satan right from the beginning the serpent in the garden was was tempting adam and eve with the same thing if this if what god's you know if this is who you are he was he was basically tempting them on the basis of of their identity one thing that happened with adam and eve is that they fell for the temptation they fell for their when that when their identity was challenged they go oh Huh, you know, maybe you're right, devil. <laughs> but one thing that Jesus didn't do is he didn't fall for the deceit of, of the devil. He answered him with, with the scripture, with, with truth. And, and that's something that Adam and Eve didn't have. They weren't solidified in, in the truth about who they were. Because they really were created in the image of God. There was nothing more that they needed except the tree of life. And it was freely available to them. And they fell for the temptation. They fell for the deceit that they weren't quite there yet in in their identity when they really were. Yeah, you, you don't, you don't. Your your identity should not be determined by your performance or any other predetermined criteria. But that's the devil for you. If you are the son of God, if you are righteous, if you are holy, then do. That's that's what that's the devil just you know alters that gets everything misaligned and if and if he can get your identity misaligned which most of us believers uh, have fallen into based on certain religious teaching or just a lack of of understanding of the gospel itself uh, if he can just misalign the the, the identity issue <laughs> everything else is going to get all out of whack and uh, you know if if you're this if you're that if if you're who God says you are then do this Turn the stones into bread. Nothing wrong with turning stones into bread. You just don't do that to try to prove who you are. And and Jesus didn't buy into it. And I just find it very interesting that uh, Jesus, after it was revealed, uh, after his baptism, that he was indeed the Son of God, that the, the devil is right there to challenge. Here We'll call him the last Adam, just like he was there to, uh, to challenge uh, the first Adam uh, on his identity as well. Yeah, and I look back at my own Christian life. I mean, from uh, the, from the time that I first trusted, uh, which I really don't know exactly when that was, uh, because I believe that as a child I, I believed in Jesus and I trusted. But but when I started really, you know, when it really hit home with me, a lot of the temptation that came into my life was was really rooted in me not being solid in my identity. I mean, my identity was solid because God had given me his righteousness and I was his child. But my understanding, uh, my lack of understanding of my solid identity 
uh, is really what I think the devil used, and, and really even the flesh, my own flesh. You know, I just I was, uh, am I really saved? If I did something that I knew I wasn't supposed to do, a lot of time, a lot of times the deceit came after I had done something that was ungodly. You know, committed a sin. Uh, the temptation came to question. Am I really a child of God? If I just did that, how could I be a child of God? And and so my identity was challenged because I was basing my identity. The temptation was there anyway to base my identity upon my performance and my lack of performance. And I thought that because of my lack of performance, because I wasn't living this Christian life right... I was no longer a child of God, or at least I questioned, I doubted. A lot of my doubts came from not being fully secure in in the identity that God gave us. And so, if you get anything out of this, just remember that that the Word of God, the Bible is, uh, when you read the the New Testament, you know, when you look in Romans, uh, Galatians, uh, the letters to the Corinthians, and so many of of, of Paul's writings, and all throughout, our identity is made certain. Uh, the truth is that we have become righteous, and and it's not by our own performance. And s- since we haven't become righteous by our own performance, we can't maintain our righteousness by our own performance, and we can't lose that righteousness by our lack of performance, because all along it's been a gift. Well, and, and Jesus understood this, Joel. I mean, remember, Jesus indeed uh, is God, but he was also 100% man while he was on the earth. We often think that he did the things that he did because he was God in the flesh. And it's true that he was God, but if we take a closer look at the Scripture, I think we're going to find that Jesus didn't do all the miraculous things that he did because he was God, but because he was a man dependent upon God. He trusted in the, the Holy Spirit. His identity was all wrapped up in the Father, and we probably won't have time to get into all the scriptures about that tonight. But one thing to understand here is that uh, I, I heard it said one time, Joel, that if you only see Jesus as the Son of God and and not as the Son of Man, um, it, it might cause you some problems in the identity department. You, you also have to begin to see Jesus as the Son of Man because uh, it was... Um, it, 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 understand, it had to be a man to win victory over death. Here on planet Earth, man was given dominion back in the garden. Man was given authority. And God, when after Adam and Eve fell, God couldn't just step in and take that away and say, Hey, wait, wait a minute, devil. You deceived these people into this. I gave, I gave dominion and authority to man on this planet, and I'm going to take it from you and give it back to them. He couldn't say that to the serpent because he would have violated his word. And so it, it had to be a man. God began to set up covenants with other men. Uh, they all failed. Uh, he knew they would, um, and then uh, came up with the perfect plan, of course, a long time ago, that he would become the man that would win the whole thing over again. But mm. it had to be a man that had to do it. That's right. <laughs> that is some, that, I mean, and that blows you away because, I mean, just the fact that, and as we look in Philippians, you know, how Jesus was in the form of God, and everything about Jesus was God. I mean, you can't deny Jesus as God, and he left that all behind. He humbled himself and became a man. And on the earth, as he walked as a man, and and you and I, we've talked about this before, but it's I think it's definitely worth repeating that he was born as a baby. And um, 
as a baby, he didn't know how to talk. He didn't know how to feed himself. He didn't know how to dress himself. These things he had to learn. And some other things he had to learn as he grew into a boy and into a man, this man, Jesus, had to learn about who he was, his his real identity. And we've speculated, uh, you know, the Bible doesn't really come out and say this, but somebody had to tell him this. He had the scriptures there. He had Mary and Joseph. And perhaps they spent some time and, and shared the scriptures with him and said, this is who you are. This angel, Gabriel, appeared to us. This is who you are. And his identity became clear to him as a man. And all the works that he did, everything that he did, he did as a man, as you say, Mike, who was fully dependent upon God. About 30 seconds left, Mike. Well, we don't want to be dogmatic about it, Joel, but it's very possible Again, just possible that somebody like Mary or somebody else sat him down as a, as a boy or a young man and said, here's the story of your birth. And Jesus received perhaps some knowledge that he was the Son of God and probably began searching the scriptures to find out just exactly what God said through those scriptures about him as the Son of God. And as he began to grow in his understanding of that, um, his identity became more secure Again, remembering Jesus as a man, uh, the, the God-man, true, but growing up as a boy into a man, came into uh, some sort of a, a knowledge of his identity and became secure in that and ultimately conquered because of it. Well, thanks a lot for listening. I'm Joel along with Mike. Uh, check us out. Uh, some more information at graceroots.org. We'd love to hear from you. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.